This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. In this episode, we're going to be previewing our upcoming fixtures and speak to the fans of both Wickham and Hartlepool to find out a little bit about their club, their recent form, as well as, as the players that we need to look out for. Uh, we take on Wickham on Saturday in the second of a trio of home matches in succession uh, in what is only the seventh meeting between the two sides. Uh, most recently last season in the Championship and the most memorable has to be the last time we were in League One and the final game of the season that secured us promotion. Obviously, what a day that was um, following that we have a, a pizza cup game against Hartlepool United another team in which we have fond memories of playing going back almost 16 years now uh, again in League One this time in the in the playoff final um, for Wickham we have Phil Catchpole from the Ring in the Blues podcast and for Hartlepool we have Jack from the HUFC chat podcast uh, first of all Phil how are you mate you alright? Yeah pretty good yeah a little bit tired I uh, got back from Plymouth about 4 o'clock this morning so um, a little bit weary but Happy with the result last night and, and looking forward to getting it was for Saturday. Good stuff. And what about yourself, Jack? How are you? Are you alright, mate? Yeah, all good, thanks. Pulls are going through a bit of a tough run at the minute. So um, you know, apart from that, everything's all right. Good stuff. Now, Phil, I'm going to come to you first. Um, now, obviously, when it comes to Wickham, these are uh, two things that I think about. Uh, obviously, Wickham Wanderers, that is. Uh, the first one, um, I've just mentioned it, that that game, the, the last game of the season when we got promoted out of League One, the last time we were in League One. Uh, obviously, what a fantastic day that, that was, for us anyway. Um, and then the other thing is is your manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Now, for me, it looks like someone that's, you know, he's managing a football team at three o'clock and then he's off to a rock concert at eight with the way that he, uh, that he dresses and, and whatnot. You know, the leather jacket, the hair, he just doesn't look like a, foot, a football manager, but uh, obviously not a stereotypical one anyway. I mean, we'll kick things off and obviously he's been at the club managing for, I think, it was he there that, that, that day in 2012? I think he was, weren't he? Um, he would have been in the squad as a player he's been he's just he's just not stuck 12 years at the club and right. he's managed for nine of those years um so yeah he would have been in the squad um as a player because I, I remember that day because Wickham were getting relegated you guys were going up um I think you guys were already confirmed to be going up um and we were already down we couldn't do anything about it no that, and, that, that game we could have I mean it was 
you know, things have had to go really wrong for us not to go up. But no, we were, we were we had to win, and United we just had to beat whatever whatever Sheffield United did on the uh, on the day. And obviously, yeah, with it being a bit of rivals, um, yeah, yeah. And I can remember because we had all four sides of the, of the ground as well. You you was in the little the little um, the little corner. The corner. Yeah, that's yeah. never been used like since. By the way, like the other last, you know, last fans to to have sat in there, and yeah, we had all all four sides of the ground, which was uh, obviously again something that's never happened, never happened since. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember it being a real party atmosphere, and even though we were getting relegated, we took part. And what's really lovely is um, ever since then, there's been like three or four Sheffield Wednesday fans that regularly crop up on the Wickham Wanderers forum and the Facebook page. Um, and you know, really friendly towards us, which is quite unusual in the football league because most um, most football fans hate Wickham. So it's uh, <laughs> you're quite unique in the Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you, you guys quite like us. Um, yeah. uh, we'll see if that still continues on Saturday, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, on on your manager Gareth Ainsworth, like I said, he has been there uh, quite a while. Um, is he a, is he a bit of a legend in the in the Wickham ranks? Absolutely. He's, you know, um, I mean, I'm old enough to remember Martin O'Neill managing Wickham Wanderers and, and Martin took Wickham into the Football League, won the non-league double, um, FA Trophy um, wins at Wembley, straight through the what was Division 3 back then. Um, and we always thought that Martin O'Neill would be the ultimate club legend. But um, when Gareth took Wickham into the Championship, um, I think he eclipsed the great Martin O'Neill. So... Yeah, he is, um, you know, a bona fide club legend, and there should be a statue of him uh, at this part <laughs> one day, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah, everyone loves him at Wickham. He runs the club from top to bottom. Um, you On know, a shoe string as well, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, for a lot of it. Yeah, this season's a little bit different for him, but he's had no money, he's had no resources. He's a really humble guy. He's um, out of all the football managers I've ever spoken to. He's the closest, I think, to really understanding what it what it means to be a fan. Yeah. Um, and there's always that sort of divide, isn't there, between players and fans because, you know, most managers have been players, you know, ever since they were kids and they've never really paid the money and gone and stood on the terrace and and, and go what we go through on a Saturday. Um, but Gaz really seems to understand that more than most players and managers I've ever really spoken to. Um, and I think that's one of the big reasons why he's so loved. Even, you know, when he started as manager at Wickham, he had a terrible run and the club was so poor they couldn't fire him. Um, and it's turned out really well because, you know, it gives someone a bit of time and if they're the right person, they come good. And uh, he's more than come good for Wickham Wanderers. Brilliant. I mean, we're going to obviously last season, you you suffered the same fate as what we did, relegation from, from the championship. Um, I mean... How was how was last season for yourself? I mean, you know, we had the points deduction, and it was probably our worst season that we've ever had. We were absolutely awful. Um, obviously, lots going wrong at the club and, and things like that. But what what was it like for yourself? Um, and obviously, you know, it came down to the bitter end, like it did with with us as well. It was a really strange season, um, not because of, not just because of COVID. I mean, that that didn't help. Um, but Wickham didn't get a point for the first eight games of the season. Uh, we didn't score a goal until game week five. Um, so even though it was the first time in the championship and the first sort of three or four games, it was like, wow, this is fantastic. We're in the fifth biggest football league in the world. Um, but after a few weeks, it was like, wow, we're going to get our ass handed to us every week here. 
<laughs> this is going to be a really long season. Um, then we got a point at home against Watford, and then um, it kind of changed a bit. And then there were some really tough games in between then and Christmas. And then in January, um, Wickham sort of changed their style completely, went three at the back um, and kind of threw caution to the wind a little bit and finished the season really, really strongly. Um, and so, you know, after about two months, I think most Wickham fans were like, well, we're going to get relegated. Let's just enjoy the season, even though the fans couldn't even come to the games, which was really heartbreaking. Um, so by Christmas, everyone had kind of written it all off and was just sort of like, well, let's just enjoy this, save the money. We didn't really spend any money while we were in the championships. We'll take the TV money and go into League One and come back stronger. And we were looking at like teams like Rotherham and thinking this should be our sort of our sort of the way we should operate. Um, and then all of a sudden we started playing really well after Christmas and had a really good run. And to only go down on the last day by one point um, was utterly heartbreaking. Um, and I say that in a positive way because if you have all told us back in September we'd be on the final day of the season and still not mathematically relegated, um, I think we'd have all thought you were mental. But um, but yeah, to come close was really, it was kind of half heartbreaking, half like really proud. You know, yeah. we came off the bottom of the table for the first time since December on the final day of the season, overtook you guys and Rotherham. <laughs> yes. And... You know, and Gaz made a brilliant comment in pre-season last season. He said that if we finish bottom, it's still the highest position in the club's history, you know, yeah. over 130 years, um, which um, was, a, was a fact, obviously. But I think it kind of came came back to bite him a bit in that first two months because I think everyone had the mentality of like, well, we can't really lose this season. And then we kind of got our heads together. And yeah, it was it was an odd season for many, yeah. many. It was great. It was brilliant. Um, but by the end of it, it was really frustrating. And then when obviously what's happened with Derby, I mean, well, I was about to come on to that. Yeah, is, is how do the fans feel about that? Is it a bit, you know, a bit bitter about the fact that you know they've well cheated yeah. really, and uh, and perhaps they, it should be them that have came down last season. Yeah, we were one point behind them, and you know, Wickham spent a hundred thousand pounds last season in transfer fees. Um, I think Derby spent about hundred grand in, in you know in in the average lunch hour last season. Do you know what I mean? They, they cheated. <laughs> yeah. They absolutely cheated, and the EFL unfortunately um, didn't have the teeth to deal with it or the mechanisms to deal with it. Um, and it's taken them. I mean, they finally got them. They finally got them. Um, but you know, it doesn't help Wickham. And no. you know, most of football were like, well, Wickham got up into the championship because of PPG. That's a whole other argument. So you could argue that you know it's evened itself out. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, we could we could have a whole discussion on uh, on that uh, on that whole yeah. topic. I, I suppose and I'm sure uh, as a Wickham, you know, you know, podcast and what have you. I'm sure you've spoke about that, about that at length uh, throughout the course of the season and what and whatnot. I mean, uh, on to things more um, more recent and more more current. Then, um, obviously, you've just come off the back of a a three 0 win against the the league leaders Plymouth. And not no, obviously they've now. Uh, dropped off the the top top spot. Uh, your last five, you've had one draw, two defeats, and then you followed that up with two uh, two good wins. Um, are, you, are you coming into some some sort of form this season, or is that what it's been like most you know most of the season, a bit up and down? Uh, no, we we started the season pretty well. Um, we were we were ticking along nicely, built really on really solid home form. They won the first seven home games. Um, uh, in, in League One, which was fantastic. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, 
it kind of the the drop in form really coincided with Gareth McCleary getting injured, um, and then we had a run of cup games as well. Played Hartlepool twice, uh, drew at Hartlepool in the FA Cup two two in a really tough game in tough conditions, and then lost the replay at Adams Park one um, 0 which um, a lot of the fans are quite upset about. Um, but we made changes, you know. We still had a decent side out, still. Still a strong enough side, really, to beat Hartlepool. No, with all due respect, but they just Hartlepool wanted it more, basically, and played really well, especially in the replay. Um, so you don't, you don't have to say that just because uh, Jack's on, you know, Phil. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I thought they deserved to, you know, they deserved to go through across the two games, um, and you know, um, I take solace in the fact that last time Wickham got knocked out in the FA Cup first round replay, they got promoted two years ago. So. And we're hoping history repeats itself. And the old adage, um, concentrate on the league, maybe. But Wickham fans love the FA Cup. You know, we got to the FA Cup semi-final at the start of the century and lost to Liverpool 2-1 at Villa Park. Um, so we love the FA Cup. So a lot of our fans were really upset when we got knocked out. Yeah. Um, but it, it meant that, you know, they could regroup a little bit. And Gareth McCleary is back now. He's come off the bench last two games. Um, and Sam Vokes is finding some form. So I think, you know, it was a minor blip maybe, but most of the losses came in cup games. We got knocked out of the pizza cup as well, which no one was bothered about at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, that's I mean, obviously, you, you know, you've uh, yesterday you, you beat uh, Plymouth 3 0. Uh, I mean, I would say that Plymouth, um, of the. The teams that we've played this season have head and shoulders by far the, the best side that we've come up against. Obviously lost twice to them by that same scoreline, um, once in the league earlier on this season, then then once in the FA Cup. Um, but you've turned them over by that, you know, by three three goals to nil. So going into Saturday, it'd be, it'd be quite interesting when you you know you get that little triangle of you know teams that have uh, that have all beat each other. I mean, how, how did yesterday pan out? Was it a, did, did did that scoreline um, flatter you, or, or was that well deserved? Oh, it was well deserved. It was um, it was a textbook away performance. Um, I mean, Plymouth fans absolutely detest Wickham Wanderers, um, <laughs> which really adds adds to the to the joy of that win. Um, um, Gareth Gareth Ainsworth as a manager has um, I think in the last eight games has won six and drawn twice at Plymouth, um, and they hate us because Wickham um, they disrupt the flow of the game, um, they waste time, they niggle. Um, and they do it repeatedly at Plymouth and their fans, I don't know if they expect everyone to turn up and play like Brazil from the 70s and have their tummy tickled and roll over for their pleasure. Um, but Wickham have never done that at Plymouth, uh, especially in recent times. Um, so before the kickoff, you know, their fans were already sort of rapidly fuming about Wickham's mere existence in their division, um, which was wonderful. It just added to the drama of the occasion. And Plymouth played really, really well, but Wickham defended magnificently and their game plan was spot on yesterday. They allowed Plymouth to have the ball um, and they did nothing with it. I mean, they had 27 shots, four on target. Most of them were from outside the penalty area and Wickham caught them on the counter three times. Right. And uh, and yeah, and, and that was it really. So it was a textbook away performance and it really takes the pressure off the game at Hillsborough because they've got three points away at the top of the table. Um, and if if you'd have offered us three points against Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday combined, we'd probably taken it. But we go into Saturday now with a bit of confidence, bit of a long journey back, which may come into play, but we'll see. But we've got a bit of confidence now. But yeah, yesterday was wonderful for many, many reasons. 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there about, you know, the, the time wasting. You mentioned about the the fact that, you know, you like to, uh, as a team, let, let the other uh, team have the ball uh, and, you, you know, you're quite confident in doing so. I mean, I've, people listening to the podcast, obviously, I, I like my stats and what have you, always looking at... Uh, uh, even as far as looking to the XG and stuff like that, I know that's quite a bit of a taboo subject uh, across many. But uh, you know, possession is one thing that that stands out in in, in that we can probably have like the lowest um, possession. I mean, by by a country mile as well. In some games, it's in the thirties, um, but yet you still come out with the with the win. Um, is is the style of play just to when well, you mentioned there, like you know? break teams down and frustrate the opposition is that would that be a fair assessment yeah absolutely i mean Wickham had 33 percent possession last night and they won three nil um fantastic i mean who cares about the possession in, in 10 years time are we going to be talking about who had the most possession in league one no they'll be talking about who finished top and and who got promoted um you know there's so much snobbery in football um and this is why I mean, Sheffield Wednesday got a good record against Wickham, which is why your fans like us. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah four, we, four, when, four wins, one draw, and, a, and one defeat in the six meetings that we've uh, that we've had. Yeah, so Wickham's style of play only really becomes a problem when we start turning teams over. That's when they notice it. That's when they get upset. And um, and you know, that's just football, isn't it? It's a results it, business. But it's funny because we, we we played Gillingham um, the game before last uh, two games you know, last week, I think it was, and um, at home, and that was. I mean, I've never seen a team time waste from the kickoff. To be to be honest, um, that it was incredible to to see. Obviously, they went one nil up, and that was it. You know, the right back was taking the corners on the left, meandering over, taking ages, and it really upset us as a as a fan base it, it was you know we, we got riled up and you know and things like that and and all over the social media there were quite a few people saying wait until you play Wickham so uh <laughs> so, so yeah but from what you from what you're saying I think it is going to be um it, it's going to be interesting to see how we how we come up against that you know we've we've, we've had it with Gillingham um you know obviously we're well known to to do that so it's going to be interesting to see if we can if we've learned because obviously we you know, we, we got the equaliser against Gillingham, but we st- again we couldn't couldn't break them down. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially if you uh, if you do catches on the break and um, and get an early goal, uh, def- definitely. Um, I mean, in terms of players to watch, you've mentioned uh, a few. You've already mentioned Sam Vokes. Obviously, he's signed from Stoke. He's got six goals this season. Um, is is he obviously was that a good signing for you in you know in the summer? He's been brilliant. Um, everyone was so excited that you know, like sort of player of Sam Vokes' stature was coming to play for Wickham Wanderers. A lot of people were were absolutely staggered by it, not just Wickham fans, but he's been fantastic and he's really bought into the ethos of the club. And we still, you know, the, the vibe of Wickham Wanderers is still very much non-league. Um, there's a real kind of it's a small club and and the, the dressing room's really tight. And you know, you have to as a player, you have to get involved in that. And Sam Vokes really has. Um, and he's been excellent. You know, there's been some frustrating games where, you know, he's a he's a proper penalty box striker. He relies on the on the crosses and the service he gets. There's been some games where we've just not provided that for him. He's been frustrated, but he's never dropped his head, never dropped his shoulders. He runs all day long. And um, what we have learned is if you put the ball in the right area, he will score, um, which is great. Um, so, yeah, he's been brilliant. Um, Gareth McCleary has been excellent as well. You know, a guy... You know, they're both in their 30s, by the way, as well, and really good leaders, really good attitude. 
Um, McCleary's been excellent. He's still a championship player, really. Um, he got frozen out weirdly at Reading and he's really relishing the chance at Wickham. And again, it's that kind of atmosphere in the dressing room and, and the manager, Gaz, is very unique in how he man manages his players and he allows them their, their time and what they need as individuals as well as the team. Um, but we've got some really good young players as well. Anis Mermetti scored twice last night. He's yep. a fantastic prospect. And, you know, and, and Wickham is still a little bit under the radar because most fans will moan about the time-wasting and, and the long ball up to Akin Fenwa. Um, but actually, look at the goals that Wickham scored last night. Look at some of the plays they've had this season. They yep. can play a bit. And people don't talk about that. But the, what they do like to do is bang on about the time-wasting and the long ball football and the set pieces. Um, yes, there is that part to the game, but also we can mix it up a bit. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's been uh, it's been an interesting season. I mean, how are the fans reacting so far this season? Obviously, you find yourself uh, second in the league after that win uh, win against Plymouth. Uh, I mean, in terms of, like expectation, were, has your expectation changed from from pre season uh, to now, or is or you, was this kind of what you're expecting to to do? To, you know, to be up near the top and and challenging for for the promotion. Yeah, Wickham fans expected to be in the top six, which is a really, really unusual sort of um, situation for us. Last time we were in League One, everyone thought we'd go down. We had the smallest budget, I think, with Accrington. And we were top at Christmas and, and went up by PPG. This year, we got a lot more money, a um, lot more resource. We've got a new owner. Um, you, know, not th- you know, we're not throwing silly money at it. You know, we won't be um, getting the EFL trying to shut us down or take points off of us. Not Nothing like that. It's been run sustainably, but um, we've got a, a decent budget. The money that we made in the championship last year has been invested in the stadium and the squad and, and we're developing young players again. Um, so everyone expected to be in the top six. The chairman said to the fans, top six and promotion. Um, and this has been really unusual for Wickham fans because normally it's like, you know, we've got we've got nothing. We've got absolutely nothing. We've got a bunch of ragtag players, you know, we will go, we'll get through on spirit alone. And we've done brilliantly like that. But now we've got some decent players and, and, and a bit of budget and, and people expect to do well. So Gaz has had to learn to live with that expectation. But, you know, second after 19 games, we can't complain about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean... In terms of like the formation that you play, how do you, how do you normally uh, how do you normally set up? Is it has it been pretty much uh, the same formation throughout the course of the season? I know you mentioned about your uh, last season they switched to a three at the back. Is that something you've carried into this season as well? Yeah, they started three at the back. For, I mean, predominantly it's been three at the back. We started three at the back last night. Um, there has been a few occasions where they've gone to four at the back. Uh, we played away at Fleetwood in in some very odd weather conditions, very windy and 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 rain. And we just basically went four-two-four and just bypassed the midfield, <laughs> um, which worked really, really well. We went three-one up, and then um, and then they kind of figured it out, and then uh, went back to three-three. Um, we also tried it against Hartlepool; it didn't work <laughs> in the replay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we went three at the back last night, but in the second half at one-nil, we went to four um, as well and switched it. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting. Looking at Sheffield Wednesday, they play, tend to play three at the back as well. Gaz likes to match up the opposition, so I'd imagine that's what he'll do Saturday as well. Three at the back. The wing backs, Jordan B to Jason McCarthy, um, like to get up and down um, as wing backs do. Um, but yeah, so I think they'll match up on Saturday, three at the back. Fair enough. Um, 
I mean, in terms of uh, obviously, you know, you're coming up to coming up to Hills. How many fans are we expecting on uh, on Saturday? Um, well, it's been a while because obviously last season the fans weren't allowed. Um, so um, it's been quite a while. So I'd, I'd, I'd imagine probably about six, seven hundred. Good um, stuff. Weather dependent as well. We've we've heard there may be some snow, but you never know. Well, I think um, they, they always put that, don't they? Always, you know, when snow, rain, sun, whatever, they, they haven't got a clue, have they, with the with the weather sometimes? So uh, who, mean, who knows? I'm sure it'll be it'll be a healthy turnout because, like I say, yeah, the, the 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 season's going well, and Hillsborough's a great stadium. It's a famous old stadium, and there'll be a lot of Wickham fans who who wouldn't have been. Um, so that there'll be a few tick offs in there, me included. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to coming up. So stuff. Um, yeah, I think you know it'll be a decent atmosphere, hopefully as well. Now I just want to n- nail you down to a, a score prediction before we speak to uh, to Jack. Uh, obviously, last time last time out uh, we beat you two nil at home last season in the championship. Jordan Rhodes and Adam Reach got the goals, both who aren't now at the club uh, anymore. I mean, of that of that side that did did play, uh, there's only Dunkley, Patterson, and Bannon, uh, the only three that started that game that are still here. Um, Deli Bashiru, Palmer, and Windass were on the bench that day. They're they're also still at the still at the club. So you know, a lot of uh, a lot of personnel change uh, in uh, in our side. Um, but yeah, what in terms of a score prediction, what are you uh, what are you expecting? I'm quite confident, um, purely based on the fact that Jordan Rhodes no longer plays for Sheffield Wednesday. He basically made an, an entire career about scoring against Wickham Wanderers. Um, so the fact that he doesn't play for you anymore is, is a wonderful thing. Um, it's a wonderful thing we- that he doesn't play for us as well, to be fair. <laughs> it was awful. It was score, awful. I knew he'd score against Wickham last season. I mean, the guy scored so many goals against Wickham. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I think Wickham will make a good account of themselves. They'll definitely score... Uh, your home form is really, really good. We had a long away trip, so I think I'm going to go for a two-two draw. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I was going to, I was going to go for a draw myself as well. I think just like what you said, um, the fact that that we beat MK Dons, you beat Plymouth. Uh, you know, the, this fact that we've played played MK Dons and yourself, two teams up near the up near the top, are going to be challenging for promotion. Taking four points from them two would be a decent points haul. So I'm going to go for a one-one draw. I think, but uh, it'll certainly be a good game. That's for that's for sure. Now I said, uh, where can we uh, where can we find you on the socials if want to uh, if if the listeners want to have a listen to your podcast yeah um, my podcast doesn't really exist I, you have to go through me on Twitter my, my Twitter feed is like at Bluntphil um, B-L-U-N-C-P-H-I-L uh, and yeah, I post it all up there or if you just basically type ringing the blues into Google then it all appears magically in front of you fantastic um, yeah so, so yeah and it's uh, nominated for club podcast of the year for the FSA awards this this Monday so uh well, you might, yeah, you might not be getting any any votes from from our listeners but uh, but well done nonetheless no, unfortunately <laughs> it's not down to a vote because uh last year I was nominated and again and like Leeds United won it was like of course they've got about 100,000 fans you know we could you know, if all eight of our fans voted, you know, twice, <laughs> I still win. So. <laughs> good, good stuff. Well, Phil, thanks you, thanks for taking your time to speak to us, and uh, hope you enjoy Saturday, but not too much. You know. Well, likewise, you know, and try not to do too much after four minutes when we start taking our time. Okay. They will be, they will be booing if you're time wasting at that at that point. Trust me. <laughs> Music to Gareth Ainsworth is trust me, you'll love it. 
Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, Phil. Thanks for, thanks for your time, mate. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Now we're just okay. going to uh, just, just going to bring uh, Jack into the uh, into the conversation. Now, Jack, how, how are you? You all right? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Yeah, keeping all right. Enjoying being back in the football league. To be honest, good stuff. Good stuff. Have you uh, have you forgiven us for two thousand and five yet? I mean, that's a daft question to start with, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, we haven't. Um, my dad went in that year I wasn't really old enough to be honest um, and wasn't really following Pose either but yeah how um, you know it, I can't believe that we were in the National League last season and you were in the Championship and and you know how t- how times have changed we're back in the Football League and one league below you so fingers crossed we'll catch you up one day I think yeah that, I know I, I was looking at that as well that, that kind of that started the demise of, of Hartlepool didn't it things kind of went went a bit downhill after, uh, after that year um, I mean just going onto the uh, onto the, the pizza cup. Um, obviously, how how seriously have you been taking that competition? Because I know we've it's been a bit of a joke throughout the course of the season so so far in terms of like you know nobody's been really that bothered. Uh, although we have won all three games so far whilst playing a, a rotated side. What what's it been like for for the Hartlepool fans? Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we're back in the Football League and when you're out the Football League, you miss these types of competitions because you're playing these tin pot clubs, no offence, um, <laughs> that you, you didn't even know existed before you went down. So even to be playing, you know, one thing that really annoys me about this competition, I think it annoys a lot of fans, is the fact that, you know, this under-23s type football, like yeah. personally... I think that's taking the mick out of the Football League and lower league teams. Um, and it's great to see that the North did a good job of disposing of all of them teams. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's a competition. It's an opportunity that you can go far. You can potentially get a trip to Wembley. Um, and I think you've got to remember that. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be a split between the fan base and I think the attendances speak for themselves with that one. But having said that, pools at home have, have had some good crowds in. So yeah. Who knows? In terms of your team selections, then have you, have you been fielding a rotated side, or has it been uh, your strongest sides that you've been putting out? It's been a bit of both, to be honest. Um, I know, obviously, know, the, the rules dictate that to to a certain extent, don't they? But yeah, it, it it's a mixed bag. You know, we're not a club. Under Dave Chalner, the previous manager, he didn't like to have a massive squad as well. So I think that probably will have played a part in it. You know, the fact that we don't have numerous players that we can just field, you know, quite a few youth players. Um, So, yeah, it's been a pretty strong side that we fielded each time. And I think with these competitions, as I've said, it's an opportunity to get, you know, as far as possible. So I think it's good that we play a strong side, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, just just look, backtracking a little bit, obviously, to, to last season, you've already alluded to the fact you got promote, promoted out of the National League. Um, 
did it the hard way. Penalties in the in the playoffs. Um, obviously, I'm guessing you're just glad to to get out of it and back into the football league, really, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that day I had numerous um, notifications on my Apple Watch for my heart rate. Put it that way. <laughs> um, we we you know we we went one nil up and everything was well in the world. And then we did a typical pulls thing and conceded to a goalkeeper who was doing me nothing as it was, how arrogant he is. Um, and, you know, we always have to do it the hard way. And if, if I'm being perfectly honest, I could have cried when we conceded that goal because as quite a few of my mates pointed out, this is pulls and I don't think we're going to recover from that. But credit to the lads, you know, we went and did it on penalties and, you know, it was such a great occasion to see everyone from the town get behind the lads. And it wasn't just a Hartlepool United supporters thing. It was the whole town and even people from around the northeast were getting behind us, just wanting us to be back in the football league. Yeah, obviously onto your, onto your recent form, you said in the, at the top of the show that uh, in a bit of a purple patch. Obviously in the in the league, you've you've gone four four games, four defeats. Um, obviously we had three one defeat to Swindon recently yesterday. Um, is it just a purple patch that you've hit? Because you have you have you know you're fifteenth in League Two, and you've you have kind of in those recent games, you have slipped down a little bit, haven't you? Yeah. Um... And I think one thing that I've reminded fans before the season even started and throughout the season, we are going to go through tough patches. We're back in the Football League. We can't expect it to be a breeze. Um, You know, and we lost, it all really started with Newport. We lost 2-1 at home in the last minute. Um, Then we bounced back against Wickham, um, which was, you know, a fantastic result. If I'm being perfectly honest, none of us really expected for us to go to Wickham and pick up a win, especially with our league position, etc. But, then we come back and Saturday was, you know, it, to concede after four minutes and, and the way we just didn't turn up um, was really demoralising and, and not character. You know, the pools players didn't show any character really and it was just a bit depressing. And then last night, um, you know, we, we've got back in the game one all and, and we've gone and conceded two goals, one of them being late on when we're pushing for an equaliser. So it's a tough it's a tough patch at the minute. But as I've said, we've got to remember we are in the Football League and we are going to play some really good sides, such as Swindon, you know, um, Newport and Forest Green. We've had a really tough tough run of games, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking as well. Um, Reese Oates, your leading goal scorer last season, he's, he went to Mansfield. Is he, has he been a big miss? Is, is he someone that, that you perhaps needed to keep hold of? Yeah, that's something that we've really struggled with up top. Um, we obviously had Luke Armstrong, who's banging in the goals for Harrogate as well. And there was no real... With the fact that the playoffs finished, um, you know, so late, I think that's been... The club have said, you know, we've struggled to recruit and stuff due to that. And I think there's also been an issue that we haven't invested in one striker. Like, if we kept Luke Armstrong, I don't think we would have been struggling as much. Um, but we've gone and got like four or five strikers who aren't really up to the bill apart from Mark Cullen, who's been bagging them in recently. So yeah, that hasn't helped the fact that we've really struggled up top. Yeah. Mark Cullen, he was just one that I was going to mention, obviously, because he's your leading goal scorer. Top top, uh, top research, just look, look at your leading goal scorer and then just, uh, he must be your best player. So uh, how, how is he doing, Mark? You've mentioned there, he's probably the best of a Bit of a, not, I won't say a bad bunch, but you know what I mean? Is he, um, would he say he's your player to watch kind of thing? Well, I mean, look, he, he was out for quite a while at the start of the season and post fans were saying, is he even going to get on the pitch? And he's come on, he's got his start against Bradford and scored two and then he's just hit the ground running from there. But, you know, there's been plenty of players that, 
have stood out. It's just that we are going through a tough patch. So people like Gary Little at the back, he's been at the club for years and years and years, and he's solid as anything. Not a lot gets past him, his experience. Um, so I think he's he's been a key player. But Nicky Featherston as well, he, he's had a tricky patch recently, but he's normally one of our standouts. And we have got other players who are out injured, um, like Gavin Houlihan and uh, Jamie Sterry got suspended at the weekend against Forest Green. So he'll be a big miss moving forward. But David Ferguson, left wing back as well, he's been chipping in with the goals and assists. So yeah, he's, he's one to watch as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, just obviously going into the, the game against ourselves, uh, I mean, this will be the fourth time that you've played a, a club in League One so far this season. You, you know, you lost a crew, uh, what, the first game of the season in the League Cup, um, drew to Morecambe, then you've uh, beat Wickham, obviously in that in that replay um, in the FA Cup, and obviously they're now, our, now ourselves. I mean, obviously it seems like you're... When, it, when you come up against the the, the clubs in that high division, you seem to turn up, as, as so to speak, and uh, bit, a little bit like us this season. When we when we play the teams that are down at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the league, we, we struggle, and when we play the teams up at the top, like ourselves, we we seem to turn it on. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, I think there's always that mentality in football, isn't it? If you go in as the underdogs you know, perhaps the lads are a bit more up for it. I think it's interesting. We've struggled against the teams that have been higher up recently in our league. But then, as you've said, we've we've got some really positive results, especially beating Wickham recently. And fingers crossed that we can take confidence from that and not let it knock us too much that, you know, we're not picking up the results that we want in the league. But if we can try and take that into the game next Wednesday, it'd be really useful. I mean, in terms of your style of play, how would you how would you describe it? Well, we do, we've developed a habit of playing out of the back recently. Um, as, as every team, I think every team does that. I think it's just some, it's just something that everyone does. Oh, oh, yeah. Phil, Phil's shaking his head. Wickham don't play out from the back, everyone. So, uh, well, we can, we can rephrase that one. I think the good football teams play out from the back. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, the ones who know how to play football, not just time waste. But, um, yeah, I mean... Look, it, it's a, it's a, as you've said, a style that people are starting to adopt quite often. We, I went down to Leighton Orient, and despite the fact that um, the week before we'd been two 0 down at Harrogate and pulled it back from playing out from the back and won three two, we then went on to Leighton Orient and conceded two quick goals and carried on to play out from the back and lost five nil. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of them. We tend to play like that, but sometimes we do switch to four at the back. And with Jamie Sterry being out. Um, through suspension, we may well come up. Um, you may well come up against four at the back. Yeah, I mean, how, how are fans reacting uh, to this season? Because obviously, like you said, you, you're back in the football league. Um, were your expectations to just stay in the league, or, or were the you know, aspirations a bit higher up? Well, I think when we got back into the football league, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, as long as we stay up, as long as we're in the football league by next season, that's absolutely fine." But then we go on a good run. We obviously had an amazing record at home that was, you know, botched by Newport um, a couple of weeks back. And I think the expectations started to change despite our away form wasn't being as bright. You know, we, we were playing very good football in and around the playoff spots and and then people's expectations change and it's like, oh, you know what, why can't we push for the playoffs and, and push higher up? I think 
as I've said earlier in the show, we've got to remember that we are Football League. We've got to remember what we've said at the start of the season. And just because we are struggling a little bit at the moment, we don't start saying, oh, you know, like being negative and things. We, we need to keep positive because we're not that far off those playoff spots in, in all reality. And, and let's be honest, when we came in, if you'd, if you'd said we'd be mid-table or just below mid-table at the end of the season, you'd have been happy with it. Yeah. I mean... Obviously, going into like in terms of like expected lineup and, and stuff like that. I mean, we've in all the games so far this season in the in the Pizza Cup, we've uh, fielded a very much rotated side. I mean, Darren Moore, much to our frustration, up, up until recently has been played a settled side, but throughout the course of the early parts of the season, we have he's been rotating the, the side in the league games as well. So that meant that in the Pizza Cup. You kind of we kind of fulfil all the criteria anyway with most of the players because they have all played uh, in the in the league as well. But um, I expect us to to feel the very much similar side that we've that we've played in the recent games. You know, a different goalkeeper, pretty much a whole different different side. Really, all the all the fringe players. Um, are, are you expecting to do the same, or are you expecting seems like you have got out of that group stage? Are you are you thinking, wait a minute, we can we can feel a decent side and get a bit further in this competition? Well, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head at the end there. That Why don't we just name a strong side and why don't we try and push on? Because it's not every day that you can get far in a cup competition. You know, as Phil was saying, we love the FA Cup as well. Um, we've had some blunders. But you're never going to win it, are you really, I suppose? No, so. exactly. <laughs> so, you know, for in that competition, it's it's getting to the third round and hopefully getting a big team. Um but then with this cup, I think it is a great opportunity to push on. We have got some really solid players that I think if you're playing a weakened side could really test you. So yeah, for me, we have to go with a stronger side and try and get that result if we can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of fans that, that are coming to Hillsborough, I mean, first of all, are you are you making the trip down? Well, it's very ironic this actually. So <laughs> I'm I'm in Sheffield studying for you. Right, okay. But- but I'm not there this year because I'm on placement. I've got a job. Um, so unfortunately, that job is probably going to prohibit the fact that I can be at Hillsborough, um, which I'm very disappointed about because I've been before I went back in 2011. And yeah. when we equalised in the 87th minute, that wonderful love from Sweeney ran across in front of our fans. I remember Hillsborough emptying and all those Pools fans still being in there <laughs> chanting. You know, that's it's a great stadium. It's a great opportunity to go to a bigger ground, something that we've missed when we've been going to clubs like Chorley who have the door hanging off the toilets, um, etc. Oh, we, we, et do- we have doors hanging off toilets as well if you go in some, that, that, that away end is, yeah, needs some serious work doing to it. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, in terms of that, like I, I potentially, well, most likely won't be going. I'm not sure how many will take down. Our away following has been absolutely incredible this season. Uh, we've taken close to a thousand a few times. We've taken on average about between six and 800 sometimes a bit more but because some of the trips are long aren't they for, yeah. for Hartlepool do you know what I mean I mean we, we think like good to Plymouth's bad but for you guys I mean there's some seriously long journeys into this season oh definitely I mean we went down to Leighton Orient we sold over 750 tickets I think it was um, and then we took 400 down to Sutton on a Tuesday night you know we have we have got a very good following but with it being the pizza trophy that potentially will put a few people off. And, and one thing that annoys me as well is a seven o'clock kickoff. Yeah. There's people who are traveling from the Northeast. There's people who may be from, you know, other parts of the country as well, who, who can't get to that game because it's seven o'clock. And perhaps that's because, you know, the clubs want to put off the fact that 
the the pizza trophy is not very good and and that you I mean, know I mean I suppose you could have the um the group the group games could be at seven and mm-hmm. then once you get to the to the knockouts you could perhaps move that a, a little bit I don't, I don't know because obviously like, yeah. like we've just alluded to the the attraction of getting to Wembley in a few games time if you it is it, you know it, it's, you suddenly start to sit up and think wait a minute you know Sunderland have won it a few times or already in there I'm, I'm sure they would have been delighted to not play in this competition like like we would be hopefully next season i'm guessing phil phil's like he alluded to earlier he's delighted that they're not playing in it uh um this this season but but yeah maybe maybe they could do that but yeah he's a he's a bit of a shame that one yeah so i think fingers crossed pulls bring down a good following but you know i, I wouldn't pin your hopes on a, on a big one but you know who knows yeah i mean in terms of a, a score prediction then jack what you're uh what are you thinking well, I'm not insure, entirely sure how it works, whether, you know, it goes to the same format as it was in the group stages or not in terms of, you know, extra time and pe- straight to penalties, sorry, after full time. I'm not sure whether that's what happens, but if that is the case, then why not try and get it to penalties? I think we'd probably stand more of a chance, but I don't want to discredit the boys, you know, we might turn up on on Wednesday night and, you know, beat you and, and look really good and look really solid like we have done against other teams in League One, but... In terms of a, a score prediction, it's really tough because you know it's Sheffield. I think it all depends on on the, the sides that that both that both teams put out. Like if yeah. you know, um, I say no, no, no uh, discredit to to Hartlepool, but even you know our our weakened side. Like I said, we, we the, the team that we you know they have been rotating quite a lot so far this season. I mean the fact that we've got six um, six or seven injuries so far um, means that. Your hands a little bit forced in terms of players to select. I mean, we've only got one recognised centre back at the moment. All right, Kieran Brennan stepped up, made his league league debut uh, last week, and continued that into into yesterday. So really, we've got, we've got two centre backs. That's it. So there's not much rotation that we can do can do there unless we bring in the the youngsters. But obviously, the the um, the competition rules state that um you can't do too much of that so yeah i think i think you're right in what you're saying it does depend on on the sides that uh that they put out but you know, as long as you give us a good game i'm sure um i'm sure that'll be the that'll be the main aim oh exactly you know if we turn up and and put in a good show as we always say whether it's in the league or the cup as long as we're making an effort and the boys are giving it 110 percent, that's all we can ask good stuff jack thanks for your thanks for your time again wh- where can we uh where can we find you on the socials Yes, so we're at HUFC Chat on Twitter and Hartlepool United News on Facebook and then we're on across all platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, etc. Brilliant, great stuff. Uh, Phil, Jack, thanks for your, thanks for your time. Um, and uh, yeah, like, like I said to Phil, good luck for next week, uh, Jack, and the rest of the season, but hopefully we turn you over. <laughs> Thank you very much for having us on. Cheers, guys. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.